This episode of Let Me Say This is brought to you by Birmingham Black Pride. Join Birmingham Black Pride this August 15th through 18th for our second annual Birmingham Black Pride. Tickets are now on sale on our website at birminghamblackpride.org. That's www.bhamblackpride.org. Let's get it. Hey, what's going on, folks? Did you like that new intro? Yeah, 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 yeah. No. So, this is not Same Crack Different Day. This is a whole new podcast entitled Let Me Just Say This. So, for those of you who have been listening to Same Crack Different Day, for the last year or so, we thank you. We also want you to know that Same Crowd Different Day is not going anywhere. We are gearing up for season two. We got a lot of things that we're kind of bringing through the pipe. But I wanted to do a solo podcast. Um, this is going to be a little bit different than Same Crowd Different Day. Most of the time, it's going to be me, probably with one guest instead of an ensemble group. Uh, when we do Same Crowd Different Day, you can always hear me saying, hey, wait, wait, let me say this, let me say this. So now I ain't got to do this because let me say this is my own podcast by myself. Uh, so I'm going to try to keep y'all y'all entertained uh, with new content, different guests, uh, even bring some of my castmates from uh, Sandcart Different Day on because sometimes you just may want to hear us by ourselves. So without too much of delay, again, welcome to Let Me Say This. This is our first episode and it's just me. So We'll see how that goes. So, a couple things I want to let y'all know. So, uh, let me say this is going to have uh, three different segments. Um, there'll be a segment where I talk about some real issues. There'll be a section where I talk about funny nonsensical shit. And then the last section is going to be called Five Questions. We'll talk about that later. So, without further ado, let's go ahead and get started. So, um, for those of you, of you who know me, you know I live in the state of Alabama. Yeah, that shithole state. And they've been, we've been making the news. I was in Minneapolis, Minnesota a couple of weeks ago. Well, last week. And um, watching the news. And, of course, here goes old Alabama on the news again. And, you know, for once, I would just like for our state to make the news about something that wasn't a bunch of bullshit and fuckery. But, you know, we live in Alabama. The make me state. So I had known that there was an abortion bill that was coming through our, through our state legislature. And I was really hoping, I don't know why, I was really hoping that, you know, maybe somebody would say, hey, y'all, this doesn't make any sense. Or, y'all, what the fuck are we doing? But no, not these rednecks. So Alabama passed an abortion bill last month, last week, which pretty much outlawed abortions. No heartbeat bill, no nothing. Pretty much, if you abort a a baby or fetus, at any time, then you are in trouble. Well, the doctor who did it is going to be in trouble and could be fined up to 99 years in jail. So there are a lot of people who are up in arms about this, and I'm one of them. And I'm not up in arms about them because I'm necessarily pro-abortion, but I'm also not necessarily anti-abortion. I am viewing this from the lens of I'm a man and my black ass can't have a baby. So if I can't have a baby, then why do I have to be able to say who can have a baby and who can't, or who can terminate a pregnancy and who can't. 
At the end of the day, our state is one of the poorest states in the nation, is one of the least educated in, this, in the nation, and our stupid governor and all of these elected officials keep doing things to make us even, I don't know how you can go further down than 50, but they are definitely trying. So when you think about people who want to terminate pregnancies, uh, there are a couple of things that people have to take into account. One, what, what they, did they know they were pregnant? Were they trying to get pregnant? And, you know, and I don't need a study to tell you that, you know, probably over 50% of pregnancies are not intentional. Like, very few people go to bed telling them, ooh, let's go ahead and have this baby. You know, normally it's just some wild lovemaking with somebody you care about, and boom, you're pregnant. And most people are okay with that. But then there are times when, and I'm very sex positive, y'all find out I don't really care about, you know, cultural norms when it comes to sex, having sex and partners. But sometimes you just may be a little careless one night, and bam, there you go with the baby. Now, just because you're careless shouldn't necessarily give you like carte blanche to say, well, every time I get pregnant, I'm just going to be out here reckless. I don't think people are doing that. I really don't think people are doing that. Thinking every time they get pregnant, I'm just going to terminate the, the baby or the, the, the fetus because, you know, I don't want to do this. I don't think that people are doing that. I seriously don't. Um, but sometimes things happen. If you're not financially ready to take care of a baby, I definitely don't think that you should have one. And, you know, by other people's thinking, then maybe you should be having sex. Have all the sex you need, but take all the precautions you need to prevent uh, unplanned pregnancy. And I'm not even going to say unwanted, because just because you have an unplanned pregnancy doesn't mean that you can't want that baby. But there are people who have unplanned pregnancies, and they are not prepared to take care of the child. They're not prepared to take care of themselves. And this law is just saying, well, screw you. You're going to have to take care of this baby. Well, I don't think that's right. I also feel like that if you know that you can't take care of a child and you choose to bring a child into this world, knowing that it there may be days when it may go hungry, there may be days when, you know, it may uh, not have a place to sleep because you already know you are financially unstable. I think it's a more noble act to terminate that pregnancy than to keep having babies that you can't take care of. It makes no sense that we have over 9,000 children in the foster care system. So not only does our state do stupid shit like forcing women into having babies that they don't want to have, but then we put them in these foster homes. Kids get abused. They get uh, raped. Uh, they get killed. All these things happen in the foster system, and no one really ever wants to talk about it. Why not terminate the pregnancy to 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 at least um, you know lighten the burden on the system that's already broken and that's already failing? People are adding more unwanted pregnancies, which produce unwanted babies, to the foster child role is ridiculous. So then you know we're in this whole Bible Belt thing where now you got all these extra kids who are in the system and. Then you decided, well, everybody can't adopt kids. I was very taken aback when my friend Brand told me about the adoption process for her child. Brand is a white woman who is able to take care of her own. She don't need no man. Well, she need no man to have a baby, which, you know, it is what it is. There are plenty of kids in the system. But, and Brand wanted to um, 
to adopt the baby, the adoption agencies would not let her adopt adopt a white child if she wasn't married. That's how jacked up the system is. So if you want a white baby, then you have to be married. And you're probably going to have to be white too because I'm pretty sure they're not giving any white babies to black people. Not that I think that black people should adopt white babies. There are plenty of black babies out there. But they told her that she couldn't adopt a baby, a white baby in particular, unless she was married. Fucked up. Yeah, I know. But they had no problem giving her a little black baby, which we love. He's the most adorable kid on the planet. But uh, it just shows to show you that uh, racism, imperialism, and the patriarchy is prevalent in just about everything that we do. Um, you know, we we just don't think. And, and the sad part about it is we don't think, and it's almost as if people in the state don't have a heart. Uh, again, you're taking away a woman's right to decide whether or not she wants to have a baby. And then once the baby gets here, not only do you make it extra hard for people to adopt babies, but then there's no assistance for people once they adopt kids. So let me give you another example. My husband and I adopted um, our son, Maurice. And for those of you who are new to me and new to this podcast, I'm an openly gay black man who will beat your ass if you call me a fag. So there's that. But anyway, um, my husband and I adopted my nephew about six years ago. As a matter of fact, today is the end. I, I call it our family anniversary because, you know, y'all make up words and shit, so I'm making one up too. So on May 23rd of last year, uh, I brought Maurice home from Atlanta. And uh, Maurice, I, I love that boy. He knows I love him. He's, he's, he's my all. But Maurice wanted desperately to be a part of a family. So, you know, we brought him home. He got a forever family, blah, blah, blah. But he also wanted his name to change. So Maurice's name uh, was not Kristen Walker like me and his dad. And he wanted to have our name. So we went through the process of legally adopting him because we were his legal guardians. Legal guardianship and legal adoption are two totally different things. So legally adopting him gave us the opportunity to change his name. But it also meant that the uh, financial support that we got from the state for having a guardianship over a child went away. Fortunately, we are, you know, we live a fairly decent life and, you know, $400 a month wasn't going to kill us that we didn't get uh, for Maurice. But we made the decision, the financial decision to honor this child's wishes and make him a full-fledged member of the Kristen Walker family. Maurice Kristen Walker, first of his name, <laughs> slayer of math problems. But, you know, uh, we lost $400 in that process. There are people who can't afford that. And if you adopt a child or become a legal guardian of a child, once that child is yours, you don't get anything from the state. They're trying to cut welfare. They're trying to cut Medicaid. So you're pretty much screwed up. So in Alabama, instead of killing the baby before it gets here, they just slowly kill it afterwards. Yeah, that's the state we live in. Look, <laughs> yeah, it's it's sad, it's true, but you know that's that's Alabama. Um, I'm about to go into a break, and I'm gonna come back and talk about something else. This this little section went a little long, and I realized I can really talk. But anyway, uh, I'll be back after the break uh, to talk a little bit about one more issue, and then we'll get into the Game of Thrones. Peace. 
This episode of Let Me Say This is brought to you by Birmingham Black Pride. Join Birmingham Black Pride this August 15th through 18th for our second annual Birmingham Black Pride. Tickets are now on sale on our website at birminghamblackpride.org. That's www.bhamblackpride.org. See you there. Peace. So, welcome back to uh, Let Me Say This, uh, a podcast where uh, we're just going to talk about things that are concerning to us. So, you know, before the break, I was talking about the marriage, uh, not the marriage, but the um, abortion bill that got passed in our beautiful state of Alabama. But, you know, Alabama's like, you know what? If you think that's fucked up, let me show you what else I can do. So, I'm going to read you a little bit from this article from uh, AL.com. The title says, Alabama lawmakers passed bill to end marriage licenses. The House of Representatives gave final passage today to a bill that would end the issuance of marriage licenses by probate judges and instead have them record documents that would serve as official records of marriage. The bill goes to Governor Kay Ivey, who could sign it into law, who would most definitely sign it into law is what that should say. The legislation came in response to the legalization of same-sex marriage by the U.S. Supreme Court in 2015. In Alabama, some probate judges stopped issuing marriage licenses four years ago because they did not want to sign same-sex marriage license. Under the bill that passed today, couples wanting to get married would submit to the probate judge a form that includes an affidavit saying they meet the legal requirements of marriage and the probate judge will record it as an official marriage document. Now, how fucked up is that? Okay, so <sighs> Alabama is an awful state. Let me just say that. So they are doing away with marriage licenses to create marriage licenses. The problem is the dumbasses who do this shit, like they just don't call it a marriage license. It's either an official document of marriage or a marriage license. At the end of the day, the dumbasses in the 60, probably 63 of the 67 states that this fuck shit state has are now going to sign marriage licenses. At the end of the day, this is what that does. But that shows you the the, the idiocy that exists in Christian conservatism. I'm going to do a whole podcast on Christianity coming up uh, because it's some dumb shit that happens in the church and it really bothers me that people are still, you know, falling for the okie doke wink wink bullshit but this law that they that they are going to sign, K. Ivey is definitely going to sign it it's the dumbest shit in America you, you said we're not going to have marriage licenses we're going to have official documents of marriage, like get the fuck out of here but anyway, I just wanted to bring that up before I went into our real uh, B-block conversation, which is um, media usage. And specifically, I want to talk about the way we watch television. Okay, so Game of Thrones ended, and there was a lot of uh, brouhaha about the final season. There are a lot of shows that have, quote-unquote, jumped the shark. And for those of you who don't know, what Jump the Shark means. Jump the Shark is a term that they took from a 70s uh, <laughs> series called Happy Days. Happy Days started um, starred 
Ron Howard, Tom Bosley, uh, Marion Ross, Henry Winkler. A lot of people. It was a really good show. It was kind of campy, but, you know, it was the 70s, and that's what we did then. And that was near the ending of the show. Richie, who was played by Ron Howard. No, was it Richie? No, it was Fonzie. Fonzie, it was Fonzie because he rode the motorcycle. Uh, was Because Richie had left. Uh, the show started going downhill after that. But um, Fonzie... Uh, Henry Winkle's character was uh, gonna do like one of those motorcycle jumps. In in this particular episode, he jumped over a shark in some cages. Uh, from that point on, we've been saying that a series jumped the shark when it did something that was so ridiculous that you knew that it was signaling the end. So that's what jumping the shark means. So um, a lot of people think that this last um, season of Game of Thrones kind of like jumped the shark. And for those people, I'm going to say, get your heads out of your asses. Uh, it's amazing the the short, um, like, attention spans that we have today. I think I really want to blame it on the internet and the fact that we just kind of oversaturate our minds. A lot of criticisms for the Game of Thrones. Let me just say this. Had it ended differently, I wouldn't have been upset. But I wasn't upset at the way that it ended. Yeah, we wanted Cersei to get her ass whooped. Yeah, we did. We wanted Arya to beat that bitch like she has done something. But you know what? That's not what we got. We wanted Daenerys, well, white people wanted Daenerys to be the golden locked beauty who exercised restraint once she had uh, uh, forced Cersei into surrender. But what did... um? Daenerys did do. That bitch was like, Nuck if you buck. Nuck if you buck. And broke up everybody in the fucking village. I ain't mad. That girl had been through a lot and she had a lot to process. Uh, people wanted Jon Snow to be the king of the north. And Jon was like, I don't want to do this. Um, and I, I, you know, I liked it because for me, this is how I saw the final episode of Game of Thrones. I saw the final episode of Game of Thrones as doing something that we normally don't get to see in a finale. Um, I didn't watch it, but there was an HBO series um, about some gangsters, and everybody was upset that when it ended, it just kind of faded to black, and that was it. And people lost their shit over that. What I liked about the ending of the Game of Thrones was the fact that it kind of like gave you like a postmortem. Like, it gave you the climax of, you know, of Cersei and Jamie dying. It gave you the climax of uh, Daenerys dying. Uh, you know, Drogon destroyed the Iron Throne. Bran became, you know, the king of the Six Kingdoms. But then it shows you what happened afterwards. And I thought that was, a, that was something that we don't really get to see. You know, maybe if there was a little bit more gore at the beginning... Um, people would have been a little less, you know, turned off by it. But I thought it was like a, a, a great ending. You got to see the climax. And then you got to see what happened to the people after that happened. And I don't know. It's, everybody has their opinion. I get it. I really, really do get it. But you know what? Sometimes people get tired of hearing what you got to say. And I know people get tired of hearing me. I'm very active on Facebook. Um, and But, you know, one thing I don't do, I don't yuck somebody else's yarn. Like, if you think it's great, I'm like, I don't think that shit was great. But you know what? I'm not going to, you know, go there with you today. I'm going to let you be who you want to be. 
And I think there's a certain level of respect that people need to start showing other people, especially on things that we may not agree with or don't like, unless they ask you for your opinion. The problem with some of y'all motherfuckers is the fact you feel like your opinion needs to be heard. No, it doesn't. And if it doesn't, it needs to be heard on your fucking Facebook page. Like, we don't, if, if I say the sky's blue, no, Tony, the sky's great because you know it's quite. I did, I did not ask you that. Like, I honestly did not ask you that. So I don't understand why you feel like you need to give me all of that. Uh, but anyway, so, you know, so that's 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 my take on Game of Thrones. And just watching television anyway, there was last night, I want to say there was a live version of All in the Family and the Jeffersons that came on. I didn't watch it. I felt like it was going to be crap. Why waste my time doing that? Uh, and why waste my time live tweeting about it doing the show when I knew it was going to be crap anyway? I don't watch the Grammys for real because I know it's crap. It's crap. It's going to be mostly white. I don't watch the Oscars for real because I know it's going to be mostly white and, and do black people wrong. I, but if I do watch it, I'm going to watch it with a full understanding and standing firm in the fact that this is some bullshit that I probably don't want to watch. You know, I just wish people would start doing that. Stop complaining about stuff that you chose to do. I think I made a post that said, you know, it was perfectly legal for you not to watch that Game of Thrones. Like, nobody's feelings were going to be hurt. But we damn sure get tired of y'all bitching about it after it happened. I mean, it's just, my God, can y'all find something else to do with your poor little lives? But anyway, uh, I'm about to break this all down. Uh, again, thank you for listening to Let Me Say This. Uh, I promise you there are going to be some great interviews coming up uh, in the next couple of weeks. Um, there will also be another channel for you to um, to listen to this particular podcast. I just put it on the, the channel for the same crap different day just because we've, we've been on a small hiatus. And we were coming up with season two. Yeah! A same crap different day. Uh, in a couple of weeks, uh, the whole gang will be back. Um, we're doing a lot of different stuff that we'll tell you about later. But anyway, um, we're going on break and uh, check you back in a minute. Peace. This episode of Let Me Say This is brought to you by Birmingham Black Pride. Join Birmingham Black Pride this August 15th through 18th for our second annual Birmingham Black Pride. Tickets are now on sale on our website at birminghamblackpride.org. That's www.bhamblackpride.org. See you there. Peace. Okay, so welcome back to Let Me Say This with your boy Tony. Um, if y'all want to follow me on Facebook, my Facebook name is Tony D. Tristan Walker. Uh, I will follow you. I will block you. Cuss your ass out and come to my page, Cricket. I also have a page. I'll wait on the page because I'm thinking about changing the name to that to make it a companion to this. But uh, again, this is all birthed out of my Seatbelt Chronicles that people kind of like to watch and listen to. If by chance you um, have a particular topic you want me to talk about, you have a particular question you want to ask, uh, you know, you can shoot me an email at TonyDCWalker at gmail.com. That's Tony, T-O-N-Y, the letter D, the letter C, as in cat, Walker at gmail.com. And I will do my best to answer your questions and um, maybe see what we can do. So, again, thanks for listening. If you listen this far, you are de- really, really dedicated. So, <laughs> so close out. And this is how I'm going to close out all of our shows with uh, five questions. So all of my guests that are coming on, they know that they're going to have to answer these five questions. Uh, if you're one of my guests who are already lined up, you get a 
sneak peek into the questions. So um, here we go. So question number one is what would you change about the world? I know this sounds like Miss America bullshit, right? But um, I think if I could change anything about the world, I would uh, try to make people a little more tolerant and accepting. Uh, being black, being gay, and living in the South has its own set of problems. Um, there is racism that exists not only in mainstream Alabama, but also in the gay community in Alabama. And um, and that for me, you know, hell, we all marginalized. Like, can, can we all just get along? But, you know, that doesn't happen because people want to hold on to power. And that's the thing. You know, if I really could change the world, maybe it would be something like do away with power structures. Let people make their own decisions and just, you know, treat people the way they want to be treated. I'm very careful of not saying treat people how you want to be treated because some some of us are kind of rough around the edges and you just can't be handsy with everybody. Question number two, what would you change about yourself? Um, if I could change one thing about myself, I probably would, I would probably kind of make myself um, taller. <laughs> Yeah, I'm five six, and I just I've been short all my life. I've never liked being short, but I guess you know that's my my plot in life is to be short. But I would, if I could change one thing about myself physically, I would be taller. If I could change something internally, um, and this is gonna be ironic since my thing for the world was different, I I would try not to care about people so much, and not necessarily not care about people as much, but be able to like hold some of my emotions in and not get so tied up in other people's problems. I, you know, people who think they know me think that I'm very hard and I'm not. I cry a lot. I always want people to do well and be well. And sometimes it gets the best of me. So that's the internal thing I would change for myself. Uh, question number three is, what advice would you give to young you? The advice I would give to myself, and and specifically, I would give it to myself in the sixth or seventh grade, is would be uh, don't worry about what people think. Um, just be you. Don't 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 try to be popular. Just try to be you. Now I didn't learn that lesson until eighth grade. And if anybody any of y'all who really know me, you know one of my things that I like to say is. I stopped trying to be popular in eighth grade. And I did because I realized that people who don't like you, they're not going to like you regardless as to who you are. And I did something really stupid, like true shit. Um, in seventh grade, I realized that a lot of the guys didn't like me because I was I was kind of a nerd. I was a little smart. So I got the bright idea that if I made an F, that people would think I was cool. Well, when I made that F, it was an F in English of all things. Uh <laughs> Yeah, they just talked about me even more. See, we told y'all that nigga was smart. I'm like, it's one F and all your grades are F's. Like, don't put me in your category. And I realized at that point that trying to be popular, trying to get along to get along was not going to be that, the way that any of this worked. And I, you know, kind of just gave up on that. So that's the advice I would give the young me. Um, If I could interview a person, like if you could interview any person, who would it be? 
My go-to person for that would be Nat Turner. I would like to know exactly how he was able to uh, get the little bit of stuff that he was able to get done. Nat Turner was a slave who led a rebellion. And the problem with uh, the rebellion was that there were some slaves who were cool with being slaves. And, you know, that has a lot of implications for now, especially when we talk about issues in the black community and there is a certain group of us who don't want to change, who are cool with the status quo. I am not in that group of people. I don't think I will ever be. But I would like to talk to Nat Turner to figure out, you know, what could he have done differently? How could he convince convince those slaves to join him instead of snitching on them? Uh, other people I would like to talk to, of course, Dr. King and Bayard Reston. Like, I would talk, like to talk to them together. If you don't know who Bayard Reston is, look it up. I'm not going to explain that to y'all today. And last, and certainly not least, is what music or book is pushing you through right now? So music that's pushing me through right now, I, I um, uh, discovered a new artist by the name of Anderson Pack, and it's Anderson P-A-A-K. Uh, he kind of reminds me of Prince, if Prince was a little bit more mellow. This dude has a great voice. Uh, check him out on uh, iTunes. That's where I found him. Uh, great sound. Uh, and he has a lot of featured uh, vocalists on his uh, latest album. So check it out. And guess what? That brings us to the end to let me say this for this first episode. Um, send me an email. Let me know what you think. Um, yeah, let me know what you think. I just realized I was going to talk about something else and got off, off key. I want to talk about those people with APT and uh, author and his teacher getting married. But you know, we'll talk about that some other time. But look, anyway, it's been great. Let me know what you think. I hope you enjoyed this. Um, let me know what you think. Uh, Tony Tony DC Walker at gmail.com. That's T O N Y D C Walker at gmail.com. Look forward to hearing from you. Talk to you next week. Peace.